0: Listening to the strut with Chili, TD, and Info
1: Joe. Where's <laughs>
0: strut nation welcome to this episode of the strut so big win last week even though it was on the road and didn't look so good we still got the win so we're 6-0 heading into homecoming this week with a bye week to follow so we're going to break down everything that was all about ULM we're going to look ahead to Old Dominion all the cool stuff you've come to expect from your friends here at the strut stay tuned at the end because we have some special maybe announcements to talk about when it comes to potential merchandising, so stick around for that. Enjoy. TD, Info Joe, Teal Nation, Strut Nation. Welcome to 54 minutes of the Dumb with the Warhawks, King of Rock on my boombox, running out of Louisiana, ref's calls belong in a sandbox. Going bowling, winning and rolling. Sunbelt Facebook, we're trolling. Victory School now open. App State should be enrolling. Two three four Hut, you're listening to the Strut. Tonight's episode welcome. brought to you by the Alumni Association. Shut up, T. Is monarchs are really butterflies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great, man. My pause to say welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to another edition of the Strut podcast. Uh, coming to you live from the the downtown historic district of Conway on the corner of 9th and Collins here from the front porch. Uh, week has been very solid. I was texting y'all about Maddox's first game uh, of the year. He had a pretty good game. Uh, gentlemen, how was your week? Or two days so far? It's been good. Won volleyball
2: a little while ago. Coming in here hot tonight as we record. It's been a good week All so right. far. Looking
0: forward to homecoming this weekend and bowl eligible. Mm. Mm. All right. Chili should be a fun high noon kickoff job. I mean That's an early start for you. You should be really, really fired Man. up about this one this week. <laughs> where, I'm, where, so, where? I'm, so, I'm so fired up.
2: I can't stand it. You know, daytime <laughs> is game time. Airtime on the Shauna clear sports
0: network will be 10 30. We're going to have some coffee and some biscuits and then we're going to kick it off. I love it. Hey, well, I'll be at the alumni Tealgate TD. I don't know if you're going to make it or not, but I will have in my hand, a number of these handsome, the strut pins that I'll be just handing out the people who walk up to me and go, oh my God, TD is so awesome on the strut. I'll just hand you a pin. If you go, oh my God, I'll watch the YouTube channel and I can't get enough of that big screen face Joe Cashin. I'm going to give you a strut <laughs> pin and anything else you might say, you might like to show I'm handing out strut pins. I'm only going to have just a handful. I've got a, a lot that's been asked for and given out. I gave out a few at the last home game, but I'm going to give out some more y'all. So, come to the alumni teal gate, come see me. I will get you a strut pin. You know, we're famous on YouTube. So my face should be really, really recognizable at this point. I love it.
1: I love it. We're going to be over there for the, uh, till I signed up. So those that have not the, um, the alumni association just sign up and, uh, long as you're a paid member, if not, then get paid up, get quick. But Saturday morning, uh, it's going to be a noon, noon kick. Joe reminded us that, uh, I think we've done pretty well with noon to one o'clock kicks. So, I'd like to announce right now that the Danley Tailgate is going to be officially sponsored by our favorite nutrition sponsor of the Strut Podcast and Coach Con Football, Waffle House. So, I'm taking the kids and everybody over to Waffle House about eight a.m. We're going to get a bite to eat and then head over to the uh, head over to the tailgate. And get going about nine, and then we'll pop over to the alumni tailgate. The Chili's uh, point nine thirty to eleven thirty. That is and correct. Then of course, of course, you better be having Joe Cashing in the ear. I think Joe and the team come on at ten thirty, right, Joe? That's
2: correct. All Ten right. thirty at ten thirty air time. Of course, it's going to be a big weekend too, because we have Hall of Fame induction on Friday night, yep. and it's going to be a big one with Coach Bennett and Coach Moglia and Hop. and. Uh, several others are going to go into, and uh, it's going to be a big weekend. Gonna, gonna, blessed to be a part of that, and then, of course, we'll have the uh, the broadcast and all of everything going on with homecoming on Saturday. Should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's so, going to be nice. Big week coming up, but we had a big week last week around the Sun Belt. Guys, we had to jump on and see yes. what happened last week around the conference here. Um, yeah, let man. So starting off Saturday, James Madison, 42-20 over Arkansas State. Uh, Georgia State 41, Georgia Southern 33. I said it that way for a reason. Texas State 36, TD's Fighting Mountaineers 24. Hey, man, you better
1: stop with that bull. <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
0: Joe, Joe. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. I didn't, I, I
1: didn't say anything.
0: <laughs> Troy 27, Southern Miss 10, and the good guys 28, ULM 21.
1: That was everybody, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was a smaller week this week, I guess, in terms of, the slate it of games. It was
1: a small week. I tell you what, um, you know, our goccusports.com website does a real good job. For those that, that list, you know, we do get some, but not all of our our data from the website. If you go to to their additional page there, but the Sunbelt by Tuesdays, Sunbelt has their I'm looking at week six though, leading up to this. But then we have our our data and, and ODU's data, but um I tell you what, man, it, it – it could it, look, this week is a pivotal week, and we're going to get into it, but it's a pivotal week, boys. I mean, not just homecoming, 7-0, 4-0. I know we're trying to go 1-0, and, and don't lose sight of that. We – um we all want to – can I offer something up before we get into the wrap the, – the review of the last week? The is, – is it – do you all have a sense of like this young – like, kind of, we're rediscovering ourselves a little bit because what I mean by that is I've had some people ask me. Last year, I felt like each week there was pressure building to stay perfect, right? Like that was the goal. Like, let's run the table. This year, it's it, it's like, oh man, we won again. <laughs> like, so everything is great good. at this point. It's just, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to win the next six games, but I, I, I guess the question before we conclude the ULM piece of this is when it's hard, right, Joe? You talk about it. Steve and I, you mm-hmm. talk about all the time. Jamie, talk, When it's hard and like winning down there at ULM and listening to the Sunbelt podcast, uh, you know, yesterday, not a lot of people can go down to ULM and just win nowadays. I mean, the last two years since Terry bowen has been down there, winning down there for them, I think you touched on this. They're, they've gotten extremely better at home. And... I don't know, man, just this 6-0 this year feels different than the 6-0 last year. So there's my question. How does 6-0 this year feel different than 6-0 last year?
0: I think it's a good question because, I mean, you were saying, like, how young we are and how we're learning while we're winning at the same time, which is really good. But I think one thing that's kind of shining through, I don't know if anybody's kind of thought about this. I just kind of had that thought post-game Saturday was – um even though we've got a bunch of young guys who are just playing for the first time or getting a lot of playing experience in mass for the first time. Some of the guys who have been around are really demonstrating some leadership and what Bowden spoke in about our culture coming through, that's going to linger through these guys who are leaders this year, our captains and some of the upperclassmen that are playing, who have been around for the last two or three years that are kind of, you know, leading the way. Cause, I believe that's as much about the leadership on the team as it is the young guys who are playing well. But that's just me.
2: Well, six and 0 is six and 0, right? It's a different six and 0 than it was last year, but it's still six and 0. Jamie told me off the air, I think, in one of the breaks during the coaches' shows earlier this year, it might have been, or it might have been in his office, you know, if you're going to get us, you better get us this year. You know, and still no one's been able to get us because there's a culture of expectation and a culture of winning. You know, I mean, there was, there's never been a time when we've been in, you know, when it might look like things were in a little bit of trouble in the fourth quarter, have have any of our guys, you know, panicked, you know, faltered under the moment, not been ready for the moment. It's just what, you know, it's just, it, it is what it is right now. It is, you know, we are what we are. We, you know, we are who we are. You know, some 28-3 and football team in the last 31. You know, we won nine in a row. This team expects to win. This team, you know, whether it's 59-6 to or 28-21, you know, it's it's fun to watch you beat somebody and and lay a 50-burger on somebody, but it's also fun to see if you can come through in the clutch, you know, see if you can make a fourth down stop when you need to, you know, see if you can, you know, convert that fourth and short, you know, see if you can do what it takes pick up a win that's what's that's you know it's been fun to watch i've enjoyed it i mean it's it's been a lot of Maylock mashers but heck you know (laughs) whatever it is you know however you get there you get there
1: the old Maylock masher i i i just i thought about that question as we were you know preparing for this was i I was waiting for the right time to ask it and just kind of i don't know just kind of spur but i I feel like as a fan and as a former player this six and oh is Dare I say it? I feel like it's 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 more fun than last year. I know that sounds really weird, but last year I think there was this pressure because all this talent expectation. But this year, I don't know. It's like every win, like to to your your uh, Joe your and Chili's point. It's just like we're learning, we're feeling it. There's expectation, and I want to see it going. Let's go one zero again. But before we go one zero. Man, we got to talk about ULM and, and well, first and we got to
0: go around the belt and see what's coming up. Yeah, what's we got to like, go
1: back to the belt, man. Right. He always skips that. The I, always skips piece, that. I always skip, always skip, he always skips that.
0: And you're recording this belt. on a Tuesday, and the first game this week is actually tomorrow as we're recording. Tomorrow, this. That's right. Um, that's right. tomorrow, 7.30, Louisiana goes to Marshall, then coming back to Saturday, we kick things off noon kickoff for us as we host Old Dominion for homecoming. 3 30 Eastern kickoff, Texas State at Troy, 4 o'clock Eastern kickoff, James Madison at Georgia Southern. Then we go ULM goes to South Alabama and Arkansas State at Southern Miss. These are some interesting games this week, guys. I I don't I don't want to say there's a trap game out there, but I think Georgia Southern's a little PO'd right now, aren't y'all? Once they come out of their yeah. stupor. I think they might yeah, wake I- up and see.
2: I, I want to go back to last week for a second, just just really quickly, because you know, there yeah, we, we talked about the East versus West matchups. We talked about a couple of intra, you know, divisional matchups. I mean, Georgia Southern turned the ball over four times. Georgia State's off the deck now officially. They just pounded Georgia Southern with a run game. Troy beat Southern Miss. That wasn't a really big shock to me. You know, James Madison continues their their role. I mean, it, how long is this going to continue? They rolled into Jonesboro and won by three touchdowns. We win by, you know, a score there at ULM. But, you know, the one game that I wouldn't have expected to have to talk about is one we might have to unpack a little bit. And how does App State go and lose like that to Texas State? I mean, holy cow. You're talking about a team now that's on the brink. They are on the precipice. You know, they're, they're standing there looking over the edge right now. There is no more margin for error for that bunch. And you no. think of who they have to still play? They've got to go to marshall they got to come to us you know they they have Georgia State they got to go to Georgia Southern they have old Dominion still left in the league I mean, they, you, you talk about a team right now that a lot of expectation well they' they there it is it is it is crunch time in Boone right now and wh- whichever way their season goes it will be really interesting to watch you know they they were down 24 to nothing. Against mm-hmm. Texas, and it and it could have been worse. I mean, the Bobcats threw a pick in the end zone on their first yep. possession, and still yep. went and scored twenty four unanswered after that. It's like, well, I'm sitting there watching that score just keep climbing as we were in our pregame show. I'm like, what in the name of Samuel is going on over there? App State's in trouble, and h- however their season goes, who knows? We'll 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 see. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people used to winning, a lot of character there, and no no question about that. Hate me, hate I hate to have to say that.
1: But there is, yeah, you know, I have to admit it, but we'll see where they go. Joe, I, I remember we were texting during that game and we were just like, Texas Texas State question mark, Texas State up. I mean, it was yes. it was something to behold that when they got you're right, they threw the pick, they they threw the pick at the end. They could have been up thirty, let, let us think at thirty-one to nothing. Yeah. At one point. And App State did not look like App State. And then they got Georgia State rolling in town. Who Georgia State in the last 2 weeks, he's figured it out. They are
2: off the deck, man. They're off they the, they they're, they're very much a factor again. The same hey. Sean Elliott, they do this every year they get beaten by teams really good early on. South Carolina, North Carolina, Coastal Carolina, 15 and 3 right now, you know. The only the only hiccup, the only head scratcher, they lost to a Charlotte team that stinks. And I hate to say that about them, but they stink. But
1: other than that,
2: you know, <laughs> And now they they figured it out. They're off the deck.
1: They have. I tell you what. You look at the standings right now. To Joe's point, Chile. You, you know we're sitting there three and zero. Old Dominion is one and zero. A Marshall loss to Louisiana tomorrow night. An App State loss. Let let us think in, gentlemen. A Southern loss to JMU. A Marshall loss to Louisiana, and an App State loss to Georgia State. And I bring those up purposely. It could. Hell, we could lose. Heck, we could lose, excuse me. We 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 could lose, right? Anybody can lose. Yeah. <laughs> hey, anybody can lose any time. the point being is if the if you'd have told me to begin a year that potentially by week seven, those schools are gonna have anywhere from two to three losses on the right side. I mean, that think about that, y'all. They could not be out of the race, but there is going to have to be a tremendous amount of upheaval. We win, JMU wins, and Georgia State wins. You're looking at App Marshall and Georgia Southern being two losses or better, or worse, if you will. That that is that is that is something that I don't think anybody saw coming. So to my point that I alluded to earlier was this game could be so massive, massive for Coastal going to the bye week. I know we're still going to pack ULM, but we're still packing App State. I did not, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. And they like to Joe's point, here comes Georgia State rolling in, buddy. Two wins, confident, playing better. And oh, don't look up, but the schedule that coastals playing and blah, 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 blah. Yeah,
2: you Buffalo, don't hear much of that blah. anymore because they, yeah. they gotta worry Buffalo, about themselves.
1: Buffalo's three and three. <laughs> Georgia State's now two and four, could be four and two. Uh Gardner Webb, for all things, Gard- they played two or three schools a uh, heck of a lot tighter than a lot of people thought they would and i know they're guarding the web but i understand marshall being 28 to 7 gentlemen but it was a slow and steady 28 it wasn't something like they got up 28 early and then kind of milked the clock it was it, it was 14 to 7 midway through the third quarter
0: like, so i went it, back it and didn't. found the text messages from saturday night with our app the uh, app state texas state discussion and um Joe, you had the quote of the night on that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) What did I say? So
0: I went app can't stop Texas state right now. Travis, you said watching and listening. I said, they look awful and it's amazing. And Joe, your comeback was, wouldn't that be absolutely hilarious? (laughs) It is still funny. It was
2: and still is. An app score on the last play of the game to cut it to like a twelve point, right? Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they they just threw it, you know, a throwaway score there at the end. Otherwise, it would have been worse than that, you That's know. Right. But uh, we'll, we'll see what they do with Georgia State. But I mean, look, you know, this week's docket. I don't think, you know, we're talking about. Uh, hang
1: on. Me, it's a pivotal it. moment, Joe. I know. Joe, I, it,
2: I, I, I I think Troy beats Texas State. I think, man. How about J, does JMU continue and do they continue in Statesboro? I don't know. I think South I think Alabama I, beats ULM. I think Southern
0: Miss beats Arkansas State. I don't think know about the Southern. Had a you think, plan. You, you for think us.
2: Georgia Southern's going to
1: finally? Here's what, what I'm saying. To,
0: let me make they, an argument real quick before you shut me down, TD. Um, he was nodding his head already, Joe. Here's what I'm saying. And y'all know how I feel about Georgia Southern. But I think Georgia Southern had a really good plan for us when they came our way. I think this is one of those games where we can kind of look at Georgia Southern and see how they do it against JMU. So we can say, well, this is how good we are because they're playing JMU, who's now ranked. They're, you know, this year's you know wonder, whatever. If it's a close game. That's going to kind of help us, you know, maybe with our confidence going into playing JMU if we're still undefeated, and they are. I think we might have that game as like a barometer game to see how we might measure up against them. That's what I'm saying. So if if Georgia Southern is successful at home against JMU and they're coming off some games that they probably thought they should have won, I'll be and you know that crowd, they think they should win every game, but they've lost two that kind of hurt to us and to Georgia State coming back home against a team who's ranked, that might be a pretty fired-up crowd ready to rock and roll down there in Statesboro. I'm just saying. So,
1: my thought, I'm just looking at the standings, and I'm looking at I'm, – I'm on CBS, which I think they do a, a, a very solid job of, of, of spreadsheet and everything. I find it, to some of your – I'm going to support it, and I'm also going to give you a, a little different optic on it. But I think the opposite. I think Georgia Southern – I think Georgia Southern actually loses to JMU. I think JMU wins that game. I think JMU's a better ball club. But to your point, here's what we're going to learn. Joe, you saw it in person Saturday night. Right now, our guys, I think, play better, It's crazy as it sounds, playing phone booth football. They like being in a phone booth. I mean, it's for that old analogy of man. This, you know, for it's an old boxing analogy. of You got to keep it in a phone booth. That's the only way you can win right now. That's the way that you can kind of keep your opponent where they need to be. Is we're playing phone booth football. You're looking at that, all the different. I'm I'm excluding the overall points, four points against, streaking, streak, and all that jazz. I'm looking solely at the conference games of at least everybody's played anywhere from two to three conference games, and we're just keeping it in the phone booth, right? To Joe's point, like we 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 don't. We're still there's an expectation to win. Our guys, even though expectations, we're still learning how to win. But through six games, we've learned how to win coming from behind or keeping a lead and keep it and having to do it tight. Something that we didn't do last year. I mean, think about the two losses last year. We got tight games and we, we kind of had to figure it out. Whereas this year, through six games, every game we've had to figure it out in a phone booth. So, my humble, I, I think I think App State rebounds and beats Georgia State. As much as I want Georgia State to win, I think they rebound. I think I think Marshall beats Louisiana. I like think App beats Georgia State. I think JMU beats Georgia Southern. I really do. And of course, of course, I, we have you know we have Coastal beating Old Dominion. But um, I, I the, can't remember the, the other games.
2: The 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 ceiling for this team is higher than the ceiling for last year's team was, and that's I why agree. this year's. That's why this year is so much fun. That's why this six and oh feels different, different. than there last year's six and oh. The ceiling for this goes. team, we still have a and it, it took a it took a little you know a little bit to that to kind of coalesce as we're discussing this. The ceiling yeah, for this team points. is you know, we we get some of these guys back. We get we get <laughs> you know, Reese White back, we get, you know, Bray Bennett back, you know, we get some of these offensive weapons back. Look at Dre
1: Pinkney on defense. You get Pinkney on defense. You nah, get... he's, he's out. He's
2: out for the he's year. Done. Nah, he's he he's done. He's done for the year. year. Yeah, he, he won't. Nah, well, Trey no. Trey Pinkney linebacker should be back. Trey Pinkney. Okay, Dre Trey safety's out for the year. Trey, Trey Pinkney linebacker should there be back go. this week, and hopefully week. we'll get Shane Bruce back.
1: You know, there you go. soon thereafter there go. we'll see. There you go. Again, we got to get to the break. We got to get to the break. If we can go one zero, we get two weeks to get these guys back. Then, like Joe said. That thank you, Joe. That, that's a great way of. The sky's the limit for us. Whereas last year there was just a. We're working towards an expectation of.
2: We were we undefeated. were great
1: from the we were great from the start. <laughs> start. That's right. Yeah. And now you now you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself of. Let's just go one and zero. Let's just yeah. go one and zero. But let's unpack ULM, right, Tilly? Are we? Going yeah, to I got with some. The belt and finish it
0: up. Yeah, we're done with the belt. Uh, I think we kind of went through and talked about the games of interest and what we thought was going to happen. So let's go ahead and jump into Louisiana Monroe. Got a little stat pack here for you. Uh, Total offense, CCU had 433 yards, ULM 424. Passing, Coastal had 246 to ULM's 279. On the ground, Coastal 187 to ULM's 145. Time of possession, Coastal had the ball for 27 minutes, 14 seconds. ULM 32 minutes, 46 seconds. Individually, some highlights for Coastal. Beasley had 15 carries for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Sam Pinkney nine catches for 133 yards. Jared Brown, four catches, 83 yards and a touchdown. JT Killen had 13 total tackles. Um, ULM, I was trying to like kind of get a beat on them statistically. Um, their team stats were way more impressive than their individual ones. Because if you go through and you look at like who carried the ball or who caught the ball for ULM, you've got about five, guys who had about five or six receptions for 40 50 60 yards each so they spread the ball out really well the different guys contributing there Um, and defensively too they played a really good team ball game you can look at the score and how the game went to see how you know that fared for them but statistically speaking guys they spread it out really well attacked us with the whole team on both sides of the ball and i think that made a lot of difference because you can't really key on one person when it comes to that so ulm again did a really good job of sharing the wealth so to speak saturday night where they had multiple guys making multiple types of contributions there
2: i'll give you a few coaches notes real quick um from um from this thing the other night you just touched on a few things uh Willie Lambkin was our highest-graded offensive lineman at 87%. Will McDonald at 80%. Antoine Loper at 85%. Those guys uh, you know, don't often give a lot of shout-outs to the offensive line, but those guys did a really good job in there. Um, defensively, you mentioned Killen, <laughs> 13 tackles. He also recovered two fumbles, had a sack tackle for and had that huge pass breakup down on the goal line on fourth and goal. That guy was everywhere. I mean, it was an unbelievable game by J.T. But Adrian Hope. One of our bandit players was our player of the week. I mean, he had a great game. The safeties, according to the coaches, played their best game they played. They were very fast and physical. You know, Hope graded out at 93% on defense. jared Parker at 87%. Braylon Ryan played a physical game, 89%. So just uh just a couple of grades that uh the, the coaches passed along in terms of you know who did what and who did uh, really well for us. I was frustrated with the penalties the other night. Oh. I mean, we, we lost a number of the you know the hidden keys. To victory i mean we lost a uh, time of possession we lost penalties fourth quarter scoring was a wash because neither team scored strange game all the way around offenses were just uh, you know, dominant in the first half of the game first quarter and a half and all of a sudden it just kind of you know the defenses started to kind of figure things out a little bit and boy our offense came through in the first half defense came through in the second uh and we we've got to figure some things out with our kicking game uh, you know you know jamie said that in the post game and he you know, he's going to continue to harp on that. Our, our punting and whatnot, you know, it just, we, we got to get, some, we got some good players. We just got to get it figured out a little bit, but it's good to go down there and get a win. Really good to go down to that we, strange place. We get back to Myrtle Beach at
1: 2.57 in the morning, Sunday morning, but we came home with a dub and it was worth it. It, it was interesting to watch on TV too, uh, Joe. I know I posted on uh, Twitter. It, it, it reminded me a little bit of towards the end of Georgia State. Where I believe the officiating really spiraled, where they they, they really lost control of that game towards the, the latter half of the game. Um, Rogers, their quarterback. He, I mean, he did exactly what we talked about. I Man, he's an athlete. He's. I mean, if we don't get some pressure through our defensive line overall, like consistent pressure into the backfield, um, we're gonna we're gonna consistently see some really productive quarterbacks i mean that's it's not that they play terrible bad it's just we, we got to get pressure i think some defenses our offensive figured out how to they gotta get the ball out quick on us and they they figured that out they figured out that if you do give our guys and for those that don't know a whole lot or listen to a whole lot of really inside football like inside baseball it's one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand if you can get to three one thousand our guys are there but they have learned, the opposing offenses have learned, it's 2-1,000, and Coach will not get into you, right? And that's just right now we're just not there yet. But if you get to 3-1,000, our guys are starting to get it It happened to Van Treese late in the fourth quarter of that game. You go back and watch that film. He held the ball past 3-1,000. Boom, our guys finally got him. But they figured out if you get it out in the first two seconds, which is, is pretty standard for anything in college football, but they know two seconds is your time limit because then our guys are gonna, and we got we got to button up third and third and long man it is a bugaboo for us third and seven or more I'd almost rather be third and one than be third and seven for some reason it's just a bugaboo right now that's phone but booth we'll football is it not it's phone booth football man I swear um, running the ball I think we were pretty successful against them and we also were pretty successful in keeping them dialed in for the most part but. You know, if you look at it, it's a tail of two halves. They scored, what, 21 points? Mm-hmm. We kept them the 14 in the first half and seven in the second. The one thing that the caveat to all this was our offense went very dormant in the second half.
2: Wasn't and that strange, strange to watch? It wasn't was, that, wasn't was, that strange to watch? I so mean, we we couldn't even get anything. Was, we weren't even generating first downs. I mean, it was like we, we had 323 yards of total offense in the first half, and until the very end when we hit that 38-yard pass and Grayson found Pinckney, when we had to, we had to hit a big one and try to run the clock out. I mean, we didn't have 50 yards of offense in the second half until that play.
1: Crazy. Look, look, I'll add this in about nine seconds. Something I've noticed on film, that I went back and watched the last two games. We are they, Defenses are doing – you watch for this week too. They are doing some very exotic things against us that we – that even I as a as a form player and, and like you guys have watched almost I mean literally every home game every away game they're doing some exotic things against us like trailing the backside dn or linebacker or safety down the line so Grayson can't cut back the last two games I've noticed there's a trailing defender when option goes away they're spying him a little more they they I noticed that their depths they're doing some things exotically that are Nothing that we've seen on film, at least from what I can tell, that I think that has a lot to do with it. I'm not giving our offense an excuse, but Grayson has tendencies. For all good and bad and indifferent, Grayson has tendencies. And our offense coordinators have tendencies. We talked about it at the very beginning of the year. Remember, tendencies, tendencies, and tendencies. I talked about that the first week but with Army. But I think they have figured out some tendencies. So that's a good thing because now we can use that to our advantage of, okay, if you're going to trail that guy, Tell you what we're gonna do then. We're gonna we're gonna to option to the right and then we're gonna boot back like we've done a couple times. I noticed that we, you know, we haven't run that play where we have run hard option a couple times, and then Grayson takes two steps back and we go over the top. It's play action off the option. Some also drag. We used to drag likely back. We haven't done some of that. So I'm wondering if you're gonna start seeing some of that come later conference games where those tendencies are really picked up. We'll see. But They're doing some exotic things against us that our guys haven't had to really negotiate in the last two and a half years.
2: Well, well, Jamie told me the morning of the game that we've seen just about everybody we had played up until ULM. And then, of course, you know, to your point the other night, teams were doing things to us that we hadn't they hadn't done all year. You know, they they haven't. we're, We're seeing some we're seeing stuff for the first time again, though. We do things offensively that They don't see we, we do stuff that's extremely hard to defend. We're so good at what we do and it's so right. unique. So we get weird, exotic looks for the first time.
1: So, yeah, that's know. interesting that you say that, Joe. That he, I, I just picked up on, I just saw some things, yeah, watching the other night. That I'm like, wait a minute, that's the first time I've seen that like, purposely dragging the backside defender almost every time option away or run away. There was a guy. If you go back and watch, there was a guy trailing away, which Travis, most defenses do that. Yeah, but not behind the line of scrimmage. They typically was called scrape on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Joe, Chili, y'all know that. Jill you coach. Joe, you've been around it. Typically, they scrape down the line on the back – like not the backside, but the defensive side of the ball. I'm noticing that they're slow playing it, and that way when Gregson goes to cut back, there is no cut back. So that's taking some smaller to intermediate plays away from us and two. That's gonna burn it. We're gonna we're gonna see that. But um I'm interested to see what ODU throws at us this week because I've got a few ideas now that I've I've been but that's that's ULM Joe. That's a crazy place to play at, isn't it? So how many planes came over and how close were the uh, the wheels <laughs> touching the top of the phone? <laughs> well, so, it, was yeah, trip, nice. you know, it, it was a good
2: trip, you know. It was a good trip. Had a great dinner with Kelly Moore and David Sage of the CAF. Want to give those. Give those folks a shout out. We went to downtown Shreveport because that's where we stayed and had a great steak dinner. A bunch of us went out. Dr. Chambers was there. I mean, our whole radio crew and a bunch of us were there. A.D. Hogue. I mean, a, a lot of us were there and they had a, had a good – Kevin Davis does such a great job as our S.I.D. He had a great Friday night dinner. It was a great trip all the way around. Got back late, but it was worth it.
1: So, y'all drove to the game the day of? Interesting
2: yeah i mean that was a hundred mile trip from shreveport over over to monroe that's, that's i don't know how we managed to
1: do it i don't know how we
2: survived oh, it
0: but we went around. i deserve oh, a medal my. for surviving oh man that's <laughs> unbelievable crazy. when you think about how
1: it. was how was that weather too oh, Wow. Oh, oh, <laughs> so final final thoughts on ulm chili what what do you think what do you felt feel think about ulm
0: i still am in the uh <clears throat> the camp of I'm not waiting for something to happen to our team where we're going to lose a game and on some kind of play. I just, I'm liking, not necessarily seeing one part of our game develop, but us taking on each challenge because this past week would have been an easy one to blame the officials and take whatever outcome comes. For example, with 13 penalties for roughly, I think 135, 130 yards or something like that, that would have been really easy for us to kind of go, well, there's, you know, X number of officials and the defense or the offense working against us. So I'm liking the fact that we're overcoming a different set of hurdles or different adversity Mm -hmm. every week. And we're still finding that thing to win. And I said it last podcast, I said just a few minutes ago, but I think we're seeing that culture on display right now. And the fact that these older guys have an expectation from the younger guys hey you're playing here now this, this is what we expect from you and this is how we're going to win we're going to find a way Um so i'm still liking the idea of like whatever adversity comes our way our guys are accepting the challenge and then being challenged and learning from it so i yeah, you know, that old saying in coaching travis you know about the mistake you you recognize it you learn from it and then you forget it
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well joe any final thoughts
0: not really. I'm just happy
2: to win, you know. I mean, people might think that ULM and some of these other teams, uh, that, that's just, you know going to go down and pick up an easy win. I'm going to tell you what, transfer portal, these teams are pulling mm. in guys left and right from all over the place, you know, and you can get better in a hurry. And they're one of those teams that have done that. Southern Miss is another one, and we'll see them in November. You know, just because you might have been you might have been four and eight or three and nine last year, you go out the portal, you grab a bunch of guys. You start plugging them in, and you get better in a hurry. ULM's one of those teams. They played hard, but
1: our kids played hard, too, and we found a way to win. Yeah. Texas State did that the last two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, he did that last two years. I'll add one last thing to Chili's point about the referee. And, Joe, you were there in person, but the poor officiating was not just delegated to the ULM-CCU game. The officiating that Texas State-App State game was terrible, and I saw two other conference games on my phone. It, it was – Across the board, the conference, you know, Gil needs to, he, he needs, there needs to be an addressment or an addressing of the overall officiating uh, in our conference. The last couple of weeks has been, has been Georgia Southern wasn't any better, last week wasn't any better, and it's not just us. Again, that App State-Texas State game, I watched it, it, it was, it was, they let that game get out of hand too, but not to take anything away from our win, but six and oh three and oh, but chilly what you got for us with the next well
0: it's time to meet old dominion joe they were founded as an extension of william and mary in 1930 i think the second week in row we've had a school from the 1930s for a long time before they became odu Virginia Tech used part of their campus for meetings since it's stationed near North Norfolk. And y'all know how big the Navy base is in Norfolk there. Um, for a long time, they actually were recalled the college of William and Mary and VPI at Norfolk. They became old dominion college in 1962. They became old dominion university in 1969. They have roughly 24,000 students that are enrolled at ODU. They began football the same year they founded the school and they were called the William & Mary Norfolk Division Braves. When World War II started, the school disbanded football and then started football back up again in 2007. They played FCS football until 2013 when they joined Conference USA, and this is their first year in the Sun Belt. Uh, some history between Coastal and ODU. They defeated Coastal in 2012 in the playoffs, 63-35. to 35. Their most famous football player, Taylor Heineke, maybe you've heard of him from the uh, – Washington football team. Currently, they are two and three. Um, And I want to share these numbers with you as far as they go. And I know I've shared like ULMs last week and kind of showed that the offense wasn't really up to snuff. But we now know that that really doesn't really mean a whole heck of a lot unless we plan to go out and stop someone on defense, for example. But ODU, just to kind of give you a state of where they are, they are currently two and three. They're last in the uh, Sun Belt in yards per game. They're next to the last in points per game, and then they're last again in total points. Uh, they're next to the last in total defense. They're giving up twenty-seven point two points per game on defense. Uh, the leading tackler for ODU is Henderson, and um, yeah, actually, he's the leading tackler in the whole conference. They're in, the, in, in the in
1: the whole country. By oh, the country! Way. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that stat. That was crazy, man.
0: Uh, their receiver, Continue. Ali Jennings, the third is their leading receiver, he has 688 yards on the season. Their 2 and 3 record. They beat Virginia Tech 20 to 17 to begin the year. They lost at East Carolina 39 21, lost at Virginia 16 to 14. They defeated Arkansas State 29 26 and then last get time out they had a bye this past week. Their last game they were home against Liberty and lost 38 24. That is old Dominion.
1: The other the other piece of this, too, Joe, I know I texted you in Chile about it. I, I sent you all the article that Koontz, who's their All American tight end, I think he's questionable for this week. And if he is questionable and does not go, um, that is a massive, productive piece of their offense not available. Uh, and I don't mean just statistically, I mean, he draws eyeballs to him every time he's on the field. Like he's the first one you go, okay. There's Coons. Now, where's everybody else? I mean, he's that big of a weapon for them.
2: He he's six eight, two hundred and fifty one. He's caught twelve balls for one forty four and two touchdowns. And watching Ricky Ronnie's uh, press conference, he he didn't have a lot to say about it. He he was asked about it, and he didn't didn't offer any sort of status. I, I have my thoughts. Hope the young man's okay. You know, obviously yeah. he's a big-time ball player, but uh, we'll we'll just have to see about that. The, the, the Jennings youngster is averaging 21 yards a catch. He's second in FPS in total yards receiving and first in total yards a game at
1: 138. So yeah, he's a player. He's yeah, a player. He,
2: he, he's big-time player.
1: He's he's someone that again you're going to have to take notice of. But again, to, to to the point of Coots, he's just he's just a large mass of humanity. Like I mean, you can't miss a kid who's what'd you say he was six? What eight? Nice.
2: Six eight two fifty one. ding. Hey, there D.
1: she
2: is from 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 yes. victorious Lugoff Belgian volleyball tonight. Oh, Congratulations! All right, All right. My, my daughter Amy, do the shots up, Amy. Eh? There we go.
1: Oh, uh, All yeah. Right. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And somebody asked Keep her to be going.
0: somebody
2: Stop. asked her to be his girlfriend tonight Stop. too. So we got to go talk about that here tonight. a minute. Oh, <laughs> good man. night, I love you.
0: Developing hey, story uh, on I the I strut got a, broken here.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Developing. Breaking news here on the strut.
1: Oh, goodness. Well, so I always like to start off with Joe Chili. We'll start with with you. Joe, what do you hear, feel, and see, man? What do you think from what you've talked to Jamie about and also, again, listening to ODU's press conference this week?
2: I don't like the fact they've had a bye week to get ready, you know, they're and they're like going to bring some fans. I mean, I guess, the, you know, the scheduling is what it is. I mean, Chile just ran through some of their offensive numbers. They certainly don't jump out at you. But, you know, I, I think defensively they're more than capable. I mean, again, they, you know, they got that middle linebacker who's the leading tackler in the in the country, you know, Jason Henderson, really good ball player, just a sophomore, too, 80 tackles on the season. So, you know, I, I think they're going to want to try to keep the ball out of our hands, you know, they're going to – Obviously, I think they're going to throw some things defensively at us that we haven't seen. It's just going to be like everybody else. They're going to bring some things we haven't detected on film, or they haven't shown anybody else. So, you know, I, you know, again, it's who who can come out, take control of the game, you know, get their offense on track. Hopefully, we can do that and 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 you know, get a little bit of a lead and get an advantage and and play better defense for four quarters. We played really good defense. For two quarters last week. We played really good offense for two quarters. You know, like coach, you know, talked about. I think he might have been on the uh, might have been on ESPNU when I was listening this morning. Can we put four quarters together? I mean, that's what he's talking about. Four quarters, consistent football, offense, defense, special teams. We do that, I like our chances. But ODU's a dangerous ball club. You know, they're they're are d they're a dangerous team. They're gonna come in here ready to play again with a week off to get ready.
1: I agree. I remember watching them in the bowl game last year. They're big, they're physical. They play with a lot of energy. Um, they've had a week off, right? That's what we're hoping to get, uh, after going 1-0 this week. And offensively, oh, go ahead. And,
2: and, and one more quick point.
1: They had a bye week last
2: season from which they came out and won their last five games of the season to qualify for a bowl game. So they used their bye week very judiciously and very productively last year. Last year. So they, they can be a dangerous team in that regard.
1: Less hope that we're not part of a five or six and no streak to end the season for them, but <laughs> that would be that would that's right because they were one in five right then, right or something. Yeah, like they, that. they they were sure old. were.
2: Yeah, and and one more point too, our defense needs to force turnovers. Number one in the country in turnovers forced for our defense at seventeen. We've gone this long and haven't mentioned that, but kudos to them. We force a couple of turnovers in this thing, we'll be in good shape.
1: That's it. You know, um, I was I was looking at that stat too, Joe. Coastal's defense is four seventeen. Turnovers. Grace McCall. Has thrown uh, a TD touchdown in 19 consecutive games. Yep. So, that's something, too. So, offensively, very quickly highlighted version of this is, special teams for us, can we get consistent returns and consistent punting and consistent coverage? Again, special teams could play big into this game. Can we get a good punt return or kick return? And I don't mean necessarily, I've talked about this all the time, I don't mean A TD, a TD, be great. Don't get me wrong. We'll take a big uh, McDoom, McBoom touchdown. But can we gain a first down on a punt? Can we gain? Can we not be um, very poor selection with regards to our kickoff returns? If they're gonna give us the twenty-five yard line, take the twenty-five yard line. Because starting at our own eighteen or nineteen or twenty-one, that's now you're going negative, right? Now you're now you're having to make up ground for trying to get on the first down. So that's quick on special teams offensively. I've noticed looking back over the last three or four games to Joe's point Chile was some people that I highlighted that they've changed some things up ODU is going to get in a spread offense not a spread option there it's more of a pro spread they're gonna sling it out to their receivers like Joe talked about with henderson they're gonna they're gonna run it off uh often and, and just inside the tackles and they're not gonna run there's no option on this right we're not going to see any option type plays or anything like that it is a very pro spread type offense. Uh, nickel and dime, inside, outside of the tackle. That's what they're going to do. It's it's kind of mid-Atlantic football, that Northern Virginia, Maryland-style football where that's what they're accustomed to. is going to do that. They're going to get the ball out. They are susceptible to the big play. It's the one thing I did see Liberty get them for and a few other teams. They are susceptible to the big play. The one thing that I know offense can do, we can go out and get the big play. Offensively, to Joe's point, Chile, can we have four consistent quarters of offense like we're typically accustomed to doing? Right, just consistent, not three and outs and so forth. Defensively, here's the only stat I want to give out, and this is how we're going to win the game. It's just as complex and simple as this. Can we steal two possessions? Can we steal two possessions? And for those that are listening, Strut Podcast Nation, Teal Nation. I don't mean necessarily just a turnover. A turnover would be a, a great thing, but a three and out where we score and then get them on a three and out, and then we take the ball and drive it and not necessarily score, which would be great, but we matriculate the ball down the field more than seven plays. Okay, hang <laughs> All right. I always got I always got to drop, drop in my hand. But all seriousness, two possessions. Can we steal two possessions? One of them has to be points off of it. Three and out, followed by a touchdown. Turnover, touchdown. Not both of them, but they'll be great. But one of them, I, I could go through some X's and O's. But with this team, to Joe's point, and I brought up, we're going to see some exotic things that I can't sit here and consistently say that. I've looked back. I, I, it, I go back and look at clips sometimes in my head and also on YouTube and on ESPN where, I go back and watch parts of our game versus the other team. And, Joe, Chili, they have. They've done some exotic things where the trail of down the line with the spy at the same time and two-man free with the spy and all this, things that some people may not even understand. The point is two possessions. Can our defense do it for two possessions? And that's how we won at ULM. Joe, would you agree, Chili? Two possessions, we held them from getting points on the board and it kept us. Mm-hmm. Historically, our offense has responded. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it didn't. So two possessions, defense. Coach stags, defense, two possessions. Get us two possessions.
0: And if you're a and person be who two, at, Go ahead, T. That
1: could be two three-and-outs. I'll take two three-and-outs. Like two three-and-outs and we score on one of them, I'm telling you, it will flip the game on its head immediately.
0: One thing I was going to bring up to kind of go along with that is if you look at the stat rankings, like where Coastal is as far as, you know, total offense, total defense, those kind of things, numerically, statistically, whatever you want to say, we're only slightly better than ODU defensively when you look at just numbers when it comes to like yards given up per game, pass yards given up per game, those kind of things. So that's one thing to consider too with this style of offense that they're bringing to us, TD, is they're going to spread it out and throw it around and us not, Covering the pass very well, especially against ULM this past Saturday. You might see some big plays flying and the ball flying around the stadium at the Big Hooter for homecoming this coming Saturday. The Big I worked, Hooter. I worked it in. It's
1: you know if you look at if you look at it you know the delta between where they are and the delta between where we are to date. Now they've only had five games, we've had six. You know. To your point, Chili, we're, we're not far from each other with regards to um, statistics. So goes back to the complexity and simplicity of this game. Can we steal two possessions and score on one or both of them? If you score on one, it becomes a two-possession game. Now they have to begin to get on the fringe of their concept of offense and or concept of defense. That's the piece to this that you force the other team. That's something that, Joe, Chilly, we've talked about this y'all the last two years. Our offense can force opposing offenses, not necessarily our defense, but our offense can force opposing offenses to get out of their comfort zone because if we get up by two possessions and they realize, oh, my God, McCall's got the ball again. They're about to go on a 12-minute bleeder for the entire third quarter and get a field goal. We're, we don't have enough time left in the game to come back. So that's it. Can we can we steal two possessions? One with a turnover, one without, just two. But if we if we score on one of those stolen two possessions, we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game.
0: Joe, I haven't used this the entire podcast except for you one time. So I, we're we're doing pretty well as far as the bleeps go, right? I think but, so. Yeah,
2: I, yeah I, I I'm, to I'm really I'm really you. proud
0: of you, Travis. I may retire this after tonight. I'm just saying, hey, for you, for you that watch us on YouTube. You know what I'm talking about. Let's get to the fun stuff. Um, TD InfoJoe, our podcast is growing leaps and bounds right now. The yes, numbers it bear it, and the fan response has been incredible as of right now. And we're making no secret about it. The Strut is interested in partnering with you. Having said that, we're thinking of hiring Old Dominion Marketing to handle some of our marketing needs. They're great at oh, making boy. things sound too good to be true. And to bring in potential clients. For example, ODU named itself Old Dominion, but the school is younger than Coastal Carolina. They managed to be voted ineligible for FCS playoffs, but still managed to participate in them. They can make anything sound good for potential advisors. That's Old Dominion marketing. They'll claim tradition after skipping 68 years of football. The
2: Chaucer hey, of the Carolinas.
1: The Chaucer <laughs> of the Carolinas. Chili, speaking of marketing, do you have anything that you would like to uh perhaps discuss with strut Podcast? you should
0: ask. So, for you that are watching this on YouTube, which all of you should be, just because you can just look at us, you can actually mute it and put your favorite movie and pretend where the movie stars in it. I'm holding this up to the camera. Uh my wedding anniversary is about 5 or 6 weeks out. We got married on Thanksgiving in 2017. Joe in Las Vegas to a little person dressed as Elvis. <laughs> we did the most Vegas thing you could possibly do. So that's a little backstory. No pun intended. My wife gave me, cause I was having a rough day at work. I'll be honest with this. So she wanted to give me uh one gift that she got me for our anniversary. And I'm holding it in my hand right now. This is one of one right now. The strut podcast. I'm going to use it for my coffee in the morning and maybe something else later on, TD. But this is the only one in existence right now. Strut podcast tumbler. What do you guys call them? The travel mug kind of thing going here. It's got our strut podcast logo. You guys can see it shining in the reflection right there. And underneath it, you guys saw the picture a while ago, Chili, TD, and Infojo. So we've got this going now. Look for it soon. I did put out, I know you guys saw it already, where I put out on Twitter a picture of it also, kind of going to weigh out, see if we got some interest. And if you're interested in something like that, feel free to uh, retweet it, send me a direct message. I'll be happy to, to give you an idea of what cost could be. But as of right now, fellas, there's only one in the entire world, and it's sitting to my right.
2: Yeah, That's no kidding. Fun. I don't have one of those. I'd kind of like to yeah. get one of those. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that'd be need, that'd need, really nice that. to have one. one it, of the so, of this yeah, stuff so help It'd me Help me with one, this. Huh? Did, I, did I sell it well? I'm like, look at this. You did sell it well. Yeah,
2: you sold it so good. Sell I sell want well. one.
0: <laughs> I'll take two.
1: I'll take two.
0: Yeah, I'll take, I'll take two. two. My
2: wife loved it too, and she saw it. That's All credit right. to
0: my wife, Nikki. She's amazing, and she just you know she goes here. You, I noticed it was a harder day at work, and this might cheer you up. And she knocked it out in the park. Yes, she did.
2: Hey, speaking of merch real quick, I want to shout out to the group of five guys who set us up with some koozies after the uh, Georgia Southern game. Appreciate those guys. They've got a great
0: podcast, too. So, uh,
2: group of five yeah, guys, man. appreciate you. Appreciate um, that, group of
1: five. Appreciate that.
0: They sent me a koozie a while back, too. So, TD, you got to write him and tell them you want one.
1: Not No, uh, I got one, Joe. Joe I got it. Got Joe got, got one. Nice. Joe got me one. I'm going I'm to take a picture of it this Saturday. So, to Chili's point, hey, when you hear this, If it's something that you like, let Chili know. But, look, we're talking about legitimately doing koozies and legitimately doing one or two other things. If that's something you're interested in, let us know. Let us know.
0: Chili. Or if you've got ideas. We take ideas, too.
1: We'll take ideas. It's that time,
0: isn't it? That dreaded. Not yet. Twitter. Oh, boy. He's got his head down already, Joe. Twitter poll results. Uh, Last week's question was, what should the Georgia Southern Trophy be called. Your four choices were the Battle of the Rain Gauge, Cloudy Cup, Monsoon Metal, or Precipitation Trophy. Guys, this was the closest victory we've ever had on a on a Twitter poll in our entire strut podcast history. Mm. Um 14% said Cloudy Cup. 19% said monsoon metal. First place had thirty three percent second place had thirty four percent. The winner but is the precipitation trophy.
1: Wait a minute. You said first place had thirty three percent and second place had thirty four percent. Right. I, well, wouldn't the thirty four percent be first place?
0: Yes. <laughs> Wait. What? What? I think you're thinking about it too much, TD. What? I just said in respect. I didn't say they had that. That was the final number. I just said they had thirty three and thirty four.
1: What was thirty four percent? The participate the. Precipitation, Precipitation trophy. trophy. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, so that's your okay. winner. For second, I was like, okay, all right. Woof. It's only um, Tuesday, man.
0: Shout out to our tailgater of the week, Landon Johnson. Titty, I think you might know him.
1: Yeah, I know. I know LJ. Uh, he and I played together. Hey, shout out to Kevin Cox and everybody else who uh, who retweeted and shared today on the uh, on the Twitter sphere. And yeah. uh, so that means Kevin Cox that.
0: will be in the wrap next week. That yes, was the prize. He'll be in the wrap. So President Kevin Cox, let me make a note. He can hates it when like I call him Mr. Life. President, by the way. Mr. President.
1: Can you hey, can you do like a uh like a like a boy band? Was that NSync or Backstreet Boys? Can it's the bye week, you know, bye-bye bye. Can oh. you mix
0: that in for me? Oh I'm Writing that down now. Mix that in. Uh, um, that right there. <laughs> I'll promise I'd make a special shout out. We had a fan that sent me a um, well, I guess she shared that um Lindsay Hickman, yeah. Her father was yep. recuperating in the hospital. And she sent me a picture of him wearing his eye pissed teal t-shirt and he was about to get out of the hospital. So she said that he was wearing his coastal gear the entire time he was in the hospital. And I think he just got discharged. So I wanted to give her a special shout out, let her know we're all thinking about her prayers for a continued and speedy recovery for Mm her father. But he was the picture he tweeted out, had his eye pissed teal t-shirt with his thumbs up. So he's, I guess he's in better spirits and in a better place as far as his healing and everything else goes too. So we're really happy about that. Um, TD, Uniform of the Week Yo. this week. You ready for this? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. We we are I calling actually, this Uniform,
0: uniform and thanks to the guys at Coastal Football Equipment for uh, sharing this with us. This week, I guess we'll be calling it the standard. Is that what we said? The standard. The, the standard, standard, baby. The original. The, the, standard. the original, the standard. Will you... Coastal will be wearing their black helmets, teal jerseys, and black pants as they take on ODU for homecoming this Saturday. Um, and they also asked me, guys, and I'm gonna, the Strut Podcast Twitter will retweet this, is um, they're having a some kind of contest called the Helmet Bowl where you vote on Ooh. the best helmets through college football. Coastal obviously is in it. I'm going to share that information out. Strut Nation, Teal Nation, Joe Nation, TD Nation, Jack-O-Lanterns behind TD in that picture nation retweet it vote for coastal let's get Coastal to advance all the way through to the championship of the helmet bowl and now TD, got it it's time for trivia yeah trivia. we had such a bubbly vibe going joe and then i said trivia and td just kind of got a little faint <laughs> td good yep. thing for you this week it's multiple choice oh boy or maybe it could be worse i don't know T.D., which of the CCU football jerseys has the highest winning percentage?
1: Which of the CCU football jerseys have the highest winning percentage? Now, give give me my options. Give me my options.
0: Give me my options. Coastal colors. You said you were going to give me options. You That's played for Coastal. You know what the options are. Seriously,
2: man. Wait a minute. Time out, man. Like there, there was. A See, Google. he's got his computer all ready to go. Was, and he's now you're throwing him it. a curveball. Look at that. Now, now he can't look it up. Look God. at him. I was gonna, I
1: was gonna attack the keyboard. No, come out. All seriousness. I know we gotta do this quick, but there was like the, the, the what, the fifth fourteen or thirteen one where we, we had like the. The away jersey that was white with like the old school nineteen thirties teal kind of okay, thing team. around it. I mean so TV, what I what, I'm trying You've
0: to get. We've had three, tur- had three jersey colors. black, this. white, and teal, dude. Come on. Oh black, white oh, black, white, and teal. Oh, black, white, You to keep your coverage uh, on this one.
1: Oh, okay. I was thinking like years. Oh, all right. Black, white, or teal. Um
0: this information brought to you teal. by coastal football equipment.
1: TD, your answer
0: is black. Look at him. Destroyed, Joe. Look at him. Here are the numbers, Man, by out. the way. No, oh, Lord. Yeah. What?
1: No, I'm going to hear him. You call timeout every, every
0: trivia time. What are you, you calling timeout time out for? I
1: didn't say Just timeout. talk to me. I didn't I didn't say timeout. I said – I thought you said, I said timeout. I'm used to you me, saying I'm timeout. ready to hear him.
0: Okay, timeout. so – um your winner was black. They have played in twenty-five total games. They are seventeen and eight with sixty-eight percent sixty-eight percent winning percentage. White thirty-six total games. They're twenty-two and fourteen overall with sixty-one percent winning percentage. The teal jerseys seventeen total games. They're eleven and six overall sixty-five percent winning percentage. This is the numbers since we've had Under Armour as our official uniform provider. Okay,
2: I yeah. Yeah. gotcha. I th- I thought you were going all the way back to the start, which I would have, I would have given for me. I'd guess black anyway. But I'm like, wait a minute now.
0: Joe would guess if i had all the way back. I would. And Joe's wearing black,
1: black too. Yeah. No, wait a minute, dude. See, that's kind of messed up because we didn't get black jerseys, Joe, until my junior year. Remember, we only had teal and white jerseys the first two years we broke out the black jerseys the first time we broke out black jerseys were
2: was it jmu jmu Hmm.
1: first time we broke out black jersey we went all black that was the first time we had gone all black
2: why was i thinking we might have worn black in 04 i guess we didn't wear black in 04 i guess we didn't we wear didn't that.
1: because 003 o- and 04 we had the teal i got mine the teal jersey with the logos on the on the uh pads i think you we right now and yeah. then we didn't get we broke out all black because remember coach like i got something blah blah we came out in all black that that's right the first time we'd ever been all black
2: that's right yeah that, 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 that's exactly right yeah
1: that's messed up chili i look i have been bamboozled hoodwinked. <laughs> because you i mean you there dude are right, like there's like hey, there's like entire 10 years of uniforms. not even calculated we've gone it's, to it's,
0: under like, armor td which pair of pants has the highest winning percentage give me to list the list of school colors again for you or do you think you got it
1: no i got that i got that okay thanks, thanks.
0: dude asked me uh, what colors joe he played for coastal he's on a coastal football podcast
1: i meant like You're wearing Coast the colors team, right man. now. jesus it's mary and joseph That's um right. it's uh black pants I that is cuss. incorrect i didn't say what are they white pants
0: yes let's see i set it up and you still missed it let me just answer the question for I, w-
1: I will say this black teal black is probably my favorite uniform now all white's my next one but but the black tops joe black black helmets teal tops and white pants that was our that was my when i play my junior senior year that was our favorite uniform black tops because the, the teal jerseys we had The teal jerseys and the white pants that had kind of like that tapered teal and black down to the knee. That was a slick uniform.
0: That was a pretty slick uniform. In future uniform trivia questions, I have gotten a breakdown of the helmet jersey pants winning percentages for every single one of those uniforms since we went Under Armour.
1: Uh, Well, I I could figure out the teal helmet one real quick. (laughs) One and one. No, one, good,
0: and one and one. He's good. No. He's good, Joe. One and two. One yeah, and two. One and two. Yeah, one and two. Uh, right, we
1: about ready so, to put a bow on this
2: one. Let's, let's, do it, man. let's do it,
0: Joe, where can we find you on social media and other places?
2: All right, Twitter at CashinJ68, C-A-S-H-I-O-N-J68. Also, Joe Cashin on Facebook and Joe Cashin1968 on Instagram. We'll be on the air with the Shawna Clear Sports Radio Network at 1030 this morning. This morning. Saturday morning. Oh. That's Saturday morning for the 12, 12, noon kickoff. So you want to tune into that. And of course you can always come out to uh walk on sports bistro for the coach Chadwell radio show every Wednesday night from seven to eight, if you're in the area. So come on out and you can also catch it on our flagship hot talk 99 five. That has all of our uh, 99 five FM and rural beach wrnn.net. So uh, that has all of our radio broadcasts plus the coach
0: Chadwell radio shows. TD, where can man, we on going app, state trash,
1: man. You, you know where to find me at y'all go ahead. hey, follow the show. You know where to find us. I will say this: Colton Corn said it best today. They've shut down all the uh, major re- restaurants and bars until at least after the game's over. With that was too funny. Colton, uh, <laughs> shout out to Colton Corn. He said that Crafty and Tongi's and Ale House and Hanley's and somewhere they all uh, they, they all shutting down for this game until it's over with. So seriously, show up, be loud, be proud. Don't leave early. There's nothing worse than looking up and seeing gaps in the stands, man. So, man, y'all know where to find me week to week.
0: You can find us at the Strut Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Type in the Strut Podcast. Our page is there. Picture of the uh, cup is up there as well, especially on Twitter. Um, blog site, thestrutpodcast.wordpress.net. And YouTube, just type in – you. just go to YouTube, type in the Strut Podcast. Subscribe whenever you, we upload a new episode. You'll get an alert so you can go and watch Travis struggle with trivia. (laughs) Travis, maybe next podcast you'll learn the school colors, which may help you you know, guess Uh, future uniform combos. Oh, you're never letting that down, dude. Can I get a multiple choice?
1: I thought you were going to give me like a combo or something. Man, we'll talk about it next time. Shots up, y'all. We'll see y'all Saturday.
2: Shots up.
0: We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. It's homecoming week, so as you're listening to this and getting ready for Old Dominion, we hope you enjoy it, and we as well, look forward to uh, maybe another coastal win, hopefully 7-0 and going into the bye week when we can get healthy get back on track and start showing some more improvement that these guys have been showing throughout the whole season. So thank you for listening. Check us out on all of our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and our blog site. Sean's up.